Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about a wonderful little uh, show that I know Rick absolutely loves with his whole heart because it's a slice of life called blend s it's my genre like i don't know if you've been here a while or not but it's my favorite kind of genre and just awesomeness and i enjoyed every second (laughs) so it's a it is a slice of life and a comedy uh the studio for it is a1 pictures it came out in october 2017 ran all the way through december 2017 and a couple of the producers for it are Aniplex, uh, Lawson, uh, Contents Seed, and uh, Drekum, just to name a couple. And it's actually spaced off of a manga. I could definitely see that. That said, um, it didn't feel rushed, and it, as you would normally have with a really long manga, even though this manga probably was only, what, five, six chapters? It's like uh, technically not really a manga. It's more of a uh, Yonkoma manga, which is like generally like a comic strip format type of manga. Oh, which it's so it's like really meant to be short formed than anything else. Well, I mean, it worked. It didn't feel rushed. Every episode didn't feel like. Well, it felt like there could be a few times you can condense a scene or skip an episode. You know what I mean? Like the, but not, not, not as much as I was expecting. Every episode felt like they took two short stories and merged them into one episode. Yeah. And, and that's really what I felt. It felt like they had two separate stories and they decided to combine the two of them and they did it perfectly well. They did it seamlessly to where it made it feel like it flowed along um, also they gave you a reason to stay for after the credits too. I don't know if you know, I, I did. Yeah. All right. So every, it, it was kind of like a precursor to the next episode too, at the same time, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. Like I was expecting. So what I thought was kind of cool, unique in my opinion, cause you don't normally see this, the opening credits never changed. Now that doesn't sound like it's it's impressive or or something I should point out, but you know who all the main characters are going to be because of the main the 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 intro, and you're expecting more and you're expecting more and as the as the the show progresses, at least for me, I was like, where are these final characters at? Like, are they going to rush them in? Are they going to be like forced in? And no, they all came in dander at the exact time they needed to be. So I appreciated that. And at at the end of every show, I was like, oh, this is where they're going to introduce the new people. And 
like three times that was correct, but out of twelve episodes, three times ain't is isn't normal, I guess, you know? It was done very well. It's and honestly, it's not really about all the other characters. It's really just a, about I I feel it's about uh the five main characters that you really meet in the first three episodes, and it's really focuses on them. And with the other two that are brought in a little bit later on, they're there to support or progress the story on, but that's about it. I mean, they're given their, their justice, so to speak, when they're brought in. But beyond that, they're not the main focal points like the other ones are. True. True. This is, so you know how I used to shit on slice of life hard? Oh yeah. Just, just, just big pile of crap in my opinion. It's changed a little so far since since my initial. It's changed since Golden Week, if I'm being honest. Like, I thought that there were outliers. Your lie in April. If you haven't seen our review of it, I recommend it. If you have seen our review, I I recommend going to see the actual show as well. But I thought those were outliers. I didn't realize that that was the norm and the crappy slice of lives I've seen were the outliers. And and it's not it's not that every slice of life is going to be gold. It's like with any other genre, like action. You have your action ju- drama stories, whatever. And every single one of them, you're going to have good ones. You're going to have bad ones. Like take Sin, for example. It was an action. <laughs> it was a sci-fi. It was meant to be so great and wonderful, and it was just so bad. Granted, I rated it high. But yeah. I rated it high because it was so bad. And I, I just it, it was a disaster movie for me. And and I, I got kicks out of that. No, it, it wasn't a disaster movie. It was a disaster of a movie. I stand by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be a shtick. We're probably going to just be crapping all over that show for a while until we have our new next next bad one. Well, I mean. We still have the magnificent Kotobuki, which, you know, still I stand by it not being so magnificent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there are some pretty bad ones out there. Pretty bad shows yeah. in general. But this is not one of those bad shows. No, I it 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 felt like it flowed well. It kept you in it as far as binging it goes. I didn't feel granted at the beginning. I felt like I, this was going to be a trial, but by episode two, it, it wasn't as painful as I, I was expecting it to be. Yeah, there was some cringy moments. Yeah, there were some places where it lagged a bit, but overall, it was funny. Like it made me chuckle a few times, and I loved the dynamic where you had this chick, our main character, who is extraordinarily polite almost to a fault but because of her eyeballs her her, the way her eyes are shaped everyone just assumes that she's really mean and looks down on people it also doesn't really help how she phrases or or at what point she decides to verbalize her thought (laughs) she something could really happen and it's a total accident and she's thinking Oh my God, I got them. And then verbalizes filthy. But while she verbalizes filthy, she's has her eyes in such a way where it just looks like she's looking down on them. And 
it, it, it's yeah. just comedic. What's also really great is that this show capitalizes on that and they don't try to hide it. They don't make it to where it's her trying to struggle or, or get over the fact that she's got this, these eyes. In fact, the whole show blend S takes place in a cafe where everyone has these characters that they play. And for her, her character is a sadist. And instead of everyone trying to help her get over the fact or, or try to help her, improve how she can look or talk or anything like that. So that way she doesn't become a sadist or look like a sadist. They're saying, no, you're doing perfect. Thank you. Right on. That's, that's great. You did exactly what we wanted you to do, but I, but I totally just wiped their face with a dish rack. (laughs) Yeah. And people love it. People love it. And I, I didn't know what a sadist was. Like I had a loose understanding but I didn't realize what the definition of it was. And yeah, this is, she degrades people and that's just her shtick, be it unintentionally. And then later on more intentionally, but I thought they were going a little, little hard with it. I'm like when she brought out the whip and everything like that. And I'm like, uh, okay, this is child friendly, I guess. Cause it wasn't rated M for mature at all. No, but there was, there was a, oh, the, the, there was a few dynamics that made me, cringe a little bit yeah because you also have to understand that our main character is also supposed to be in high school yeah so the youngest age that they are in that they are is 16 so we know that much at least because they are working which is the bare minimum uh that you need to be when you're working in japan or even here in the u.s in some areas like if unless you have uh, a family job that like working for on a farm, you do that since you're five, but still. And then, you know, you know, you have a couple other characters. So it's like youngest 16 and then you have someone that's like still in high school, getting ready to graduate. So she's like maybe 17. So Kaho is 17. I would assume uh, mm. uh, Micah is the one that's 16 years old. And then you have a uh, Mafuyu who is basically stuck in the body of a child, despite the fact she's over 20. Yeah, I I thought she was like 26, 27. That's the feel I got out of it. But she looks super young. And it's hilarious. Everyone, everyone derogatorily, I don't know this word, but I'm I'm gonna use it derogatorily, said that she was a lolly granny, basically an old hag trapped in the in, in the child's body. And the three times I saw that, of the three times that that happened. Two of the times she shoves a broom up someone's butt. It's really funny because she is the more stickler of the group than anything else. She's a born sadist. Oh, yeah. But she smacks her face and goes, all right, time for work. And she becomes the most perfect little sister you can ever want as far as anime standards go. And and so aside from those three, which would be the three primary female characters, uh, Kaho being a Sundere, and then... Uh, uh, Mafu, uh, Mafuyu being a, uh, what is it? The little sister, uh, the Emotu. Yeah. Yeah. Little sister type. You have the two main characters, Dino, who's basically from Ital- Italy and he's Italian, has blonde hair. He's tall. He's infatuated with the, the Japanese culture and lifestyle and anime and everything like that, which is why he's there. He almost, almost goes so far as to fetishize it. And then you have uh, Kyoyu, who is the other main character, 
uh, the other ma- male main character. And what's great about this is it's not a harem. So it's not like everyone is going after one guy or, or he, he's trying to, or Dino's trying to get all the other girls. It's Dino. He is solely and obsessively focused on Micah for the series. Yeah. I felt like every, every main character had their own pair. You know what I mean? Just about, just about. So like Dino obviously was with Micah or cause I mean, like, the first 30 seconds after he meets her the second time. I love you. And then he blows his nose. Exactly. Which is funny. I'm glad that they decided to also make his nose bleeding. Yeah, it happens every time he gets really excited. He gets a nosebleed. So and they capitalize on that several times. <laughs> he writes out his own blood. Congratulations and stuff like that. Just, the thing that I was thinking of, it, it, it's it's kind of sad. When I was a kid, I had like three nosebleeds my entire childhood. And one of them was because I broke my nose. I was looking at that. I'm like, how how is it possible that if you if your blood pressure goes even just a little higher than normal, you just pop a blood vessel in your nose and you just bleed out? Like if that was a real world thing, how bad you'd need a blood transfusion almost daily. Exercise would do that. I just really any form of physical activity that, that brings your heartbeat up to a level that you meant for burning calories. Well, they didn't say anything about his heart rate or anything like that. It's just how excited he gets and he gets excited or he does go running and he's not getting a nosebleed. It's just a matter of him getting so excited to a point to where he actually starts getting a nosebleed. Cause it's not just the, it's not just his heart pounding. It's a, it's an accumulation of all these other emotions that are happening at the same time. And then it's happens. They it just explode, but through his nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's really great to see how they actually play the whole series out too. In that it's not just him telling her that he loves her. Cause he does that point blank. It's, he tries to tell her that he cares about her or likes her or loves her or anything like that. And she misinterprets it because she's just so in and everyone else comments on this. So innocent, just like, Oh, I like you too. And I like Kaho and I like Mafuyu and yeah. I like <laughs> Kyoyu and I like Mayu. And it's just like, okay, well that's great, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to, I'm trying to let you know how I feel about you. So our main two characters like each other, obviously. One, as you just said, was super innocent. But the thing I really liked about the show was just like in real life, if you turn around and come back, somebody else is making a conversation. And if you eavesdrop, you're going to find stuff out that you don't want necessarily to find out, or you find stuff out that you weren't necessarily intended to hear. So that was a huge, um, I, I don't, I don't know if you'd call it a tool in this manga, but it, it was a large, it, it was a, it was a vehicle they used most often to try to rectify embarrassing scenarios. Uh, and it's not necessarily that they did that all the time. It's that they, uh, they did it when it was, when it was warranted to help progress the plot. So it's not like it was just put there needlessly. And then it was like never talked about or, or given a, a gravity at all. It's like, Oh, this person heard this or saw this. And so, this person does a this action as a result of it. Exactly. And sometimes, in in one case, uh, one of the supporting characters who's brought in towards the end, Hirari, 
He he's eavesdropping on uh, Kahu, Micah, and Mafuyu doing their makeup, and he doesn't want to go in there. And so mm-hmm. what ends oh. up happening is Kyoyu ends up coming in. He's like, "Why don't you go in?" And he's like, "Why don't you go in? Uh, <laughs> just just walk right on in. Don't worry about it." And then throws him to the wolves, so to speak. Yeah, poor guy. And then he ends up looking like a really attractive woman. With a very masculine and disproportionate body. <laughs> yeah, they, they they wrote that out too. But he, even he was like, you know, with this makeup, I, I'm a really pretty girl. And they're like, yeah, the face is 10. The body is straight man, though. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. They were ge- they're like gender bending, maybe. And yeah, a lot of stuff that they were talking about was very dated. Well, but what's, what's great is I wouldn't even consider it really dated. I, I would say it's really speaks to the differences in between our culture, especially right now in 2020 compared to how it was or the viewpoints in 2017, even across the U S or more so in Japan. You know, you got a point maybe, I don't know. I would say that the cultural differences at least verbally in an anime have become more similar because uh, of, I just say exposure personally, because you can only see so you can only see something so long before you're influenced by it. You know what I mean? Fair enough. And I would say that it really goes both ways. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of the times, a lot of uh, creators, especially when it comes to, anime or manga they they really heed more so on their core ideal their core beliefs within their homeland rather than the externals and anytime anyone outside their country or anything like that tries to influence them i would say sometimes it's for a positive but ultimately it's that they're not accepting the culture for what it is, which is its own unique perspective. I can see that. Well, I want to, <laughs> on that note, you notice how the entire time they were saying that the manager's hair was silky smooth and blonde, and it he must automatically mean he's a foreigner. But yet, Kaho was blonde. <laughs> and I know. Here's the thing. Well, I saw him side by side in, in one of the shots, and I'm like, is it her blonde is a little more red? Does that are they trying to portray her as a redhead? And if if not, then wouldn't that mean that being blonde isn't rare? Like like they were saying it was? Or at least insinuating that it was? I honestly couldn't tell you. It's uh it's foreign to me. I mean, like, heck, you had a Hidari, uh, who is the trap of the series. The surprise, <laughs> in case you didn't figure that out from the opening. Um, yeah. <laughs> he has long white hair. So one of the things I really liked about, about him is he's very feminine and and very, very ladylike when it comes to some things, but he is very definitely conniving and masculine when it comes to other things. And when he does the contrast in between the two, it's like, wait, what? What I really enjoyed was the fact that they were able to throw out 
a, a mid tier or a mid uh, transition, mid mid sentence transition of female voice to male voice. Oh yes, and I was like that. That is not only consistency to me. That is that speaks volume as the talent of the voice actor, assuming it's one voice actor doing it. It, it is. It is one voice actor, um, and it's a girl, Sora. Wow, she did a really good guy voice. That's for sure. She does a great job. Um, what's really great is he plays an idle character, and he says he has to make it as an idol. He has to do this, or he works as at a farm. And he really doesn't want to work at a farm. Udary does not want to work at the farm at the family farm at all. So he he definitely is trying to make the idle aspect work to to the his advantage. Yeah, and it it he's not very good at it. Oh, okay, that's not true. To the observer like you and I, I was like, that's a dude, straight up, and it didn't uh, didn't disappoint. I thought it was hilarious that he had everybody else fooled except the manager. <laughs> and he's like, but I want to be a girl, which is fine. I mean, like you, Hey, you do you be whatever you want. Yeah. But it's really funny because sometimes he tries to act like a girl and then it comes off. as like, you're, you're definitely not a girl. You're definitely a guy or, or how yeah. it's act, how he acts is definitely comes off more of a guy. My favorite scene with him, <laughs> my favorite scene with him hands down was the cockroach scene. Yes, <laughs> because he's just like a guy looking at the cockroach. He goes, there's nothing wrong here. Okay, kill the cockroach, throw it out the door or the the window, and then when he realizes, oh no, that's not what a girl's supposed to do, he becomes super feminine and is like, oh no. And then they burn <laughs> the gloves with a flamethrower. <laughs> Jeez. And then you had uh, Mayu, the la- one of the other supporting characters that comes in. Arguably great because she makes Dojin and she uses Dino and Maka as the the protagonists in her stories that she actually creates, which is great. I thought it was kind of cool. You had a story inside of a story. And then also at a couple points in her head, she plays out this entire anime scene or and you have this like whole entire anime scene, the opening closing or something like that, that goes on. And then in the last episode, halfway through it, she does this entire recap of the first of the, of the series. It's like, I just thought I'd bring you all up to speed. And I love that. Kyoyu specifically states there was no reason or, or warrant for you to be able to do this. <laughs> there, there was no reason for you to do that. Why? Oh, that was so meta. I loved it. It was great. I got a question. How many of the same same people were coming in back to back? Because the, the restaurant didn't seem super popular at the beginning. And that towards the end, it just looked like it was a happening spot. Well, I think they just brought it. They used the same styles for the people that were coming in. And obviously they would have repeat customers because, you know, they're there for a particular experience and they enjoy that experience. And as time goes on, word gets out, it starts to grow as with any other business. You know, like I'm not saying I, I particularly enjoy the gas station I go to, but Hey, you know, I go there often enough. They might recognize <laughs> me. 
Uh, take my money. Help me get to work. Yeah, exactly. So you can take more of my money. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's like the same thing. Like if you go to any cafe, you go there often enough, you're going to have people that have, that are regulars there. True. One thing I really liked is that uh, they drew other people in full color if it was warranted. Most of the time, they didn't bother withdrawing in others. They just left them as a normal silhouette. It made me, well, yeah, it, it was easy to see who was a main character because they had eyeballs. Yes. Um, that said, I do like the fact that the drawing or the artwork was minimalistic in literally everything else. Yeah. It really uh, brought the focal point directly to the characters. Uh, I think they gave a good story. I do too. It was really great. And it was very comedic. There were several times where I was actually laughing a lot (laughs) through the series. I mean, like this is one of the very few series that you, you will actually find something to laugh at in every episode. Another awesome thing about this, in my opinion, I think you will share my opinion at the very end of the very last episode. it, It was a nice little bookmark where everything seemed to just tie in and Everyone, I assume it was everyone, all of the main voice actors came in and said, thanks for watching. Maybe we'll see you somewhere sometime. And that was it. Yeah. To me, that that felt like a really solid, perfect bookend to the story. It was, I wouldn't call it a bookend. Well, I mean, this I mean, this was, I, I feel like it was a self-contained story that doesn't need any further exploration, you know? I I feel you. I mean, like I would definitely like to see maybe a season two to see the relationship between Micah, Micah and uh, Dino further flourish, grow, see them actually figure out the feelings for each other, at least her not be so dense as to what he's trying to communicate. Uh Uh-huh. And and more FBI open up. That man. That man has been arrested more times than I can count in the show when we were watching it. And it insinuated that he was a regular in the police station. It was, it was great. They, I love that they capitalized on it because a couple of times he's sitting there and he's just trying to talk to her and he literally gets arrested just trying to talk to her. And people are gathering around. It's like, yo, uh, is he bothering you, ma'am? Are you okay? Blink twice if you're safe. It was blink once if you need help. It was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was, it was, and I'm glad that they capitalized on it. I'm glad that they, they had fun with what was obvious. It was like, well, that's a little weird that, you know, he's like in his tw- mid twenties and he's hitting on her. Yeah. So the two age differences I, I, I were remarking, I was remarking on the main two characters was 17 and 21. That's not so bad, right? Kaho and uh, Kyoyo? No, no, no. Kaho and Kyoyo <laughs> were 16 and 26. No, that's Dino and Maka. I got the age wrong. Kaho uh, and, and Kyoyo are 17 and 21. Oh, I got, I got my, yeah, FBI opened up for sure. <laughs> so I got the main character's age wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that puts a different spin on it. So he's, he is 26. Dino is 26 years old. And, uh, 
Micah is, is he's foreign. He doesn't know any better. Sure. I mean, I mean like different cultures, different lives, whatever, more power to you. I mean, no, I was going to say that, that's literally the excuse they're using. He, he's not from here. So he gets different treatment. Yeah, of course. So what's interesting is uh, Dino is the manager of that restaurant, of that cafe. Who's the actual owner? The dog. No, I mean, like the dog was named owner at the end. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like the parents that know we never meet. I mean, like, in honesty, you do see one per- uh, Cajo's parents. You see her mom. No, you, you do? Yeah, Cajo. Yeah, you see her mom when she's uh, in the I'll teach you episode. She's oh yeah 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 okay and then you you know for uh, Micah uh, she uh, has an older brother and sister exactly and you do see her her parents when she's a lot younger you do see her parents yeah just not when she's older but you know well they're off probably vacationing because obviously her family comes from massive wealth oh yeah just given how her sister showed up to the cafe oh yeah with bodyguards and entourage a vehicle probably one of the only vehicles you actually see the entire anime yep. so well aside from the police car with a uh, dino being carried <laughs> off in this. <laughs> so you have to be government you have to be connected to the government or some foreign agencies to get a car in this anime yeah, yeah. something tells me that dino is going to, oh, could you imagine if you twist this a little bit? Instead of Dino being a righteous person and and genuinely in love, he's like, there's the rich chick from, there's the chick who's who's connected to a rich family. I'm going to marry into that, and one day that wealth will be mine. I won't have to run this this cafe shop anymore. Oh, that would be sad. I I can buy my own. But it still doesn't make any sense if if her family's so rich, how come Oh no, they do mention it. Never mind. I was gonna say, how come she's gotta get us a, a part-time job to earn the money? But the very first episode, they mention that she doesn't want to work at her dad's place, she wants to earn it herself. Yeah, she doesn't want to get the money from her parents to travel abroad and to go to school abroad. She wants to earn earn her money herself, which is so that she can be a traveling broad. <laughs> um dad jokes all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's a lot that we can continue to say about this. There's a lot that we can joke around and have fun with. But at the end of the day, I feel like this is something that you should actually go see yourself if you haven't gone and seen it. So I think with that being said, it's a great spot for us to leave a rating. Well, my rating, my rate, it's not a 10. Attention to detail was not the easiest to, to follow, if that makes any sense. Like sometimes she'd have these dark, these messed up eyes. Other times, no. So it was inconsistent. Well, I think that was meant for the effect of the show. I think that really played a part to it because she was trying to not have those type of eyes. And most of the time it ended up coming across that way. And so they drew or accentuated the eyes for that point. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah. Still not necessarily my cup of tea. Um, I would say the the animation quality overall was average. Story kept me enthralled, so that was above average. So above average for me is a six and a half. I'm going to round up because that's that's what we do here. And I'm going to give it a seven. Well, that's good because uh, I'm actually matching you on that. I'm also giving it a seven. 
Oh, what are your reasonings? Uh, the animation was good. The story was really good. Would have been nice if it was a little bit longer. Uh, maybe, you know, have the bring the brother in on an episode on another episode, like how they did with the sister, because they had showed the sister a few times and they loosely and lightly showed the brother a couple of times. So I would have liked to see them have that actually played on that a little bit. Okay. And just, uh, I would have, you know, maybe a couple more episodes to really see that relationship between, uh, Dino and Maki, Maka, Micah. Yeah. But I think you could just, if, if push come to shove, I think you could just do that in a single OVA. Doesn't change my viewpoint on my wants, sir. <laughs> I want what I want. All right. That's, I want what I want what I want. Exactly. But other than that, I mean, like, I really don't have anything else negative to say. Uh, it was good. The story was very comedic, although it was a little predictable, you could say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, you are correct. It was predictable. So that's why I'm giving it a seven. So next week is uh, your choice. Indeed it is. Now, I'd like to change up the... Uh the feeling of the show for at least a little bit. Go something a little more recent. I realize you kind of blend S is recent. I thought it was much older, but uh, no. Uh, this show revolutionized watching, in my opinion. It got me to actually got purchase a <laughs> subscription service to watch it. Um, One Punch Man. Uh, I, I, have you heard of it? I have. I've seen it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. Watched it when it first came out in 2015. I found out about it in 2015 when it was about six episodes in. So I had the privilege of binge watching it up to episode six and was just heartbroken when I realized <laughs> only six were out. I went, are you joking? Crap, I, I should have waited longer only nice. so I could binge it more. And Damn. I was like within minutes of it dropping I had started watching it every single time it came out. All right. Well, it sounds good. I'm oh. looking forward to that. I, I definitely will enjoy the rewatch for this. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. If you uh, enjoyed this week's choice, you have any comments on what you feel like we missed or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us in our discord. A uh, link for that will be in the description show notes on anywhere else you really listen to us. Uh, you can reach out to us on featured anime podcast at gmail.com featured anime podcast on Facebook at those anime guys on Twitter. And until next time, I'm Jack and I'm Rick. And just, just a side note, if you and I were ever to open up a shop, I would recommend uh, not wearing the dress for me. Cause I, I'd look horrible <laughs> and we'll <laughs> see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 